Francisco. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if this is good or not. Okay. I think this is good. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of My Truth Talks with your host, me, Simone. And I'm happy to be recording this right now. I don't know why I'm in such a good mood. Actually, I do know why I'm in a good mood because my niece is sleeping. My parents went out. My brother's gone. So I got literally no distractions. So I know that this is going to be a great episode. I already feel it in my bones. Deadass. So I'm going to try to do this with one take and get this out to y'all tomorrow. Let's see if I could do this. I believe in myself. And I'm about to put this into the energy into the universe my bad i'm gonna put this energy into the universe so that i can let this happen so um yeah so yeah that's what we're gonna do (laughs) i'm in a really good mood today um so let's see what's been going on with me today um i've been having a really good day today um summer is almost over i'm really sad about that but you know I really am enjoying this transition into the fall. That's my favorite season. Um, Yeah, and I want to say shout out also to my new listeners. Hi, guys. If you haven't listened, please listen to my intro. Um, And that is going to give you a little bit of information about my podcast and what to expect. So... I know with my last episode, a lot of people started to tune in because that episode title was very like, bow, ta-da, watch out now. But um, yeah, so just listen to the intro so you get a feel what this podcast is about. And yeah, do that. Um, let me think about a grateful moment. I am grateful for, what am I grateful for right now? Oh, I should have came prepared with one. Um, okay, so my grateful moment for today is I'm grateful for all the new listeners that I've been getting. I'm really excited. I love seeing all these numbers going up. And I like to see all the countries and like states that people are tuning in from so i have a big following right now from ethiopia <laughs> i don't know i might be a big up big up star there <laughs> i don't fucking know but i have a lot of people listening from ethiopia um and i have uh the third runner-up is united kingdom shout out to you guys obviously new york well The U.S. is number one, but I also have a nice following in Atlanta and Illinois. Very random. And, you know, of course, near me, um, like Brooklyn, I have people tuning in. Welcome. Shout outs to y'all. Recently, my coworker actually just asked to add me on Instagram and you know that i'm very hesitant when co-workers try to add me on social media because i know my lifestyle and i can tell you for one i'm very very different at work they probably don't 
they don't know anything about me at my job, literally, unless I share something with them. But for the most part, they don't know that I literally am turn up queen. So when I post on Instagram, I give no fucks. Whatever you see is what you see. So I tend to not add any coworkers or even people that I went to college with because I don't want y'all to come in school on Thursday or come to work on Monday like Simone your snap was lit like no we're not gonna talk about it because I did that one time and this co-worker was running her mouth talking about how many bottles niggas was popping and how much ass shaking and twerking and they seen it like come on I don't don't talk about my lifestyle, please. And I'm not even saying that my lifestyle is popping. So let me let me humble myself. My lifestyle is not that lit. But on social media, it tends to look really lit. I try to capture some of those moments. But my coworker wanted to add me. And I literally gave her a disclaimer. Like, listen, whatever you see, please, let's not talk about it at work. Don't talk about it with your coworker. I'm about to have people sign a non-disclosure <laughs> that has because... I don't like mixing my business and personal life. I really don't. I want to keep it strictly business at work, nine to five. We are coworkers. And that's why I really feel like I never have coworker friends because I'm always so strict on that. And also because I feel like I don't really trust a lot of people. I see a lot of coworkers talking in each other's face. Like you would have thought they all best friends, chilling on lunch break together. And then once that person is out sick one day, mad rumors. <laughs> like, shorty, you was just smiling in her face on Tuesday. What the fuck happens? Like, I don't like that shit. And I never, like, I keep a lot of value with my friend circle and, like, people that just have access to me. I really hold them to a nice, va- like, you know, like... I value everybody in my life very, very much. So once you get to know me and I tend to put my shield down and you like really start to get to know me and my feelings are involved in shit and I really would do anything for you. If you ask me for a favor and I would do it, it becomes more like a very, it's very vulnerable. So when I give you that access to me, I don't want to hear you was talking to me with Sally and Mary and Jean in the break room like no I, I can't do that so co-worker if you're listening shout out to you don't talk about it at work on Monday and we'll be cool <laughs> but anyway so let's see um so I wanted to actually uh, bring up a story from one of my clients that I had the pleasure of working with. And I want to tell you about this particular case because she meant a lot to me. And only because when I was dealing with her, because she was my client, um, she was 17 years old. And I was her therapist. So when I was dealing with her, I seen a lot of myself within her. And you would call that counter transference. Okay? Take down some notes, guys, because I'm teaching you some shit. So with counter counter transference, that basically means me as a therapist, I am moving accordingly because I am replacing my feelings with hers and I see myself within her so when I'm counseling her I'm 
thinking about my life and how it adapts to my life as well, which is a very, very bad practice. You're not supposed to do that, but it's very hard and it's human nature. So throughout my journey of being a social worker and working on different cases, I do experience a lot of counter transference because when you deal with different families and you deal with people's struggles, you tend to think about your family dynamic and how my family is very similar to this family. So you tend to compare and contrast and that's basically what counter transference is. So with this particular case, I was working with this girl and I'm going to name her Amy. Okay. So Amy, her diagnosis was PTSD, depression, with suicidal ideations and what else did she have I think that was it actually so she had PTSD from a trauma that she's experienced um and then she also had depression and suicidal ideations because she was very suicidal which was causing her a lot of depression and with all of that combined she actually overdosed on over a hundred pills all different kinds of pills with her case she ended up you know going into the bathroom and just taking all these pills at once literally over a hundred after she had overdosed on the pills she thought about what she did and she called 911 um they ended up taking her to the hospital and pumping out her stomach, but she ended up getting some type of toxic. Oh, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Sorry, guys, I'm actually a little bit lit. Um, maybe that's why I'm in such a good mood as well. But um, she ended up getting like some type of toxic. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, like a toxic side effect, and she had um like a iron overload type of thing. Anyway, that's besides the point. What I wanted to let you know is that she had overdosed and she quickly changed her mind, thought about what she did, and she no longer wanted to die in that very moment. She was able to get the care that she needed through the hospital, but she was on suicide watch. She ended up getting transferred to my of uh, services and then I started working with her from that point on so my job with her was to explore that situation that she had you know and it wasn't just to go into our session like hey why'd you try to kill yourself that's not how we approach it we have to first learn how to build a rapport with her she has to learn how to trust me she has to build a relationship with me a client to professional relationship and there is a word for that it's not coming to my head right now I am so sorry but we have to build that report so I started to build with her we started to find her interests and things that she was into she loved writing she was an amazing amazing writer she loved to draw freaking amazing like this girl was so talented but she did not see the value in her work Everything she did, she never thought it was good enough. And it would kill me, literally. And I'm getting goosebumps right now as I speak because I saw the value in her worth. And I saw 
all the good that she could do. And she always felt like an outcast. She was from a different country. So her skin color was very different um, than her peers. She um, also liked a lot of different things that her peers did not like. She was very big on advocacy and justice and all the things that I was into. And it was crazy because this is where I started seeing the counter transference because I started picturing myself as this girl. And I literally felt everything she felt and that was my empathy part. And I was more in tuned with her as well because I, I got it. I literally understood everything that this girl was going through and how she could feel so alone in a room with so many people and just feel so different but it's not even that she was different she was so much ahead of the game it was not even funny and I tried to counsel her and let her know like you know I told her when she goes to college that she will find her friend group that she fits in with right now she's in a place where girls like her are and that's where I worked. I worked in a, a place where it was a lot of girls that needed help. So she wasn't with the outside world, if you will. And once she integrated back into society, she will find those group of friends that fit her style. So I tried to teach her that and let her know, like, you are going to find your friend group. You're going to find where you belong. You are just have to understand that everybody is different and you are on a path where she's so creative and she's going to go very far. So in the beginning, she was very shy towards me and just didn't want to talk or open up. And, you know, our goal is to really work on that night where she attempted suicide. So that's what we're leading up to. And she, I could tell, didn't really trust me that much. But as I started preaching to her and letting her know her values and working on that and just for her to believe in herself she started to share some of her writings with me and this is where I knew that I got a breakthrough with her and this was very very rewarding oh my gosh you guys don't even know I'm literally getting the chills because this was one of my favorite cases that I worked on so she started sharing some of her writings with me and through her writing I swear to you, it felt like she was reading a book to me, like a book that I would honestly purchase. And I started getting these thoughts in my head like, hmm, I should steal her story and like write it over. But obviously I can't do that. But I encouraged her so much like, listen, Amy, you need to save this and rewrite it or do whatever you got to do to publish this when you are ready because this story is going to be big and I hope she remembers me and remembers the therapist that told her to do it because this story and her story is so amazing it's oh my gosh and because of the nature of my job and the HIPAA laws and all these regulations and stuff, I have to have 100% confidentiality, So, which is why I changed her name. And I'm not telling you as much details as I want, but I'm giving you guys the overall story here. So just bear with me. It's very hard. So uh, where was I? So 
she was sharing me little pieces of her writing and just how she felt and she started opening up she started opening up a little bit more about like her father and when she started talking about him I knew that she definitely was warming up to me and the report was definitely there her dad was living with the mother and the two kids and my client they also had a nanny that lived in the house as well so when the parents went to work they had the nanny watch over the kids long story short the father was sleeping with the nanny and every time the parents moved to a different house the nanny came along too little did everybody know the dad was literally banging the nanny so the mom found out divorced him nanny got pregnant the dad left so basically the dad just he wasn't he wasn't shit and that was affecting my client so just so much things were adding up in her life and she just didn't see the value in her she felt like she was shit she felt like she couldn't amount to nothing nobody could love her she sucks at writing but she loves to do it her artwork like she was just so hard on herself and just her not knowing her value and not even just knowing her worth really hurt me because you can see the value in her and she drew this wonderful picture and I like I'm I wish that you guys could see it because you would know what I'm talking about but I just want you to take my word that this girl was very talented and I feel like when she started realizing her worth her mood at this facility where I worked changed completely she was out hanging with the girls they started talking to her more and she didn't care what anybody said so she normally would be in a room and she would be literally the devil's advocate she would always be the opposite of what everybody else felt she never jumped on the bandwagon she never cared about anybody's viewpoints whatever she believed she believed and that was it so everybody always singled her out she was such an easy target and this is what resonated with me because at one point I did not know my own worth and just putting yourself on a pedestal I feel like is so important because a lot of people won't notice how good your work is but when people do notice it I feel like it gives you a little bit of oomph to like push forward and say oh you know what I am the shit but there's a lot that goes into believing and actually owning up to you being the shit and I'm not talking about being cocky and arrogant because there's a difference between being cocky (laughs) conky what the fuck there's a difference between being cocky and knowing your worth there is such a difference and you walk so differently (laughs) like you could tell a cocky bitch from anywhere somebody that's really feeling herself and you could also tell I believe somebody that really knows their worth the conversations will be very different you could talk to somebody that's cocky like yeah nigga I know and what's up like yes I'm the shit flips here (laughs) that's a cocky bitch somebody that knows their worth would come to you with respect and demand it because they they won't settle for nothing less So with that being said, I have three things that I have personally learned when I have realized what my worth was 
because when you figure out your worth I feel like you move differently in this world and you won't end up settling for the nigga that ain't shit you won't end up settling for the friends that don't see nothing in you and it's not not supporting your dreams you're not gonna settle for people talking down on you or you just wanted to go out with some people because those are the ones that's been there for you from day one like no there's no settling so I also feel like the three things that I learned and, and you know I've definitely learned a lot but I could only think about three right now that I think are essential and I want to share them with you guys. So I feel like the first thing that I definitely learned and that I'm very, very big on is energy. So the energy that you put into this world is very, very important. So when you joke and you say, oh, my life is a joke, that's that's the type of energy you're putting out there. And you're going to move around and walk accordingly like your life is a fucking joke. And people is really going to think of you as a joke. And you're going to walk around and jokingly fuck up <laughs> because you think everything is funny. And it's like, oh, great. Like, I fucked up again. Like, no, whatever you put out there is what you're going to receive. So you walk around with your head high and you think about the things that you want to accomplish. You need to be setting goals and you want to mark those off of your lists every day. Like, for instance, there's some people that only set goals around the new year. If that's you, do you, boo. But I know for a fact, if I set New Year's resolutions, I'm not looking at them again in March. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm so infamous for that. I will set mad goals for the year and not look back at them. So I started a new thing where I do weekly goals and I try to accomplish that. Because I feel like I could hold up to those expectations of a weekly goal. So every Monday, I write down a few goals I want to accomplish, whether that be with this podcast, whether that be within my personal life, my work life, my family, my friends, anything. I try to sit down and just type it up. So a few things that I want to work on throughout the week and try to hit those goals. And if I don't, roll it over till next week. Nobody's clocking you, but there's some type of satisfaction that you get when you see like oh shit I hit that goal for instance I wanted a certain number of followers by the end of this week I didn't hit that goal I'm actually like four shy from that number but I worked my ass off and I got a lot of followers so maybe my goal was a little bit too high but it doesn't matter I set a goal and I worked towards it so I feel like the energy that you definitely put out into this world is important because that's what the universe is going to work with. So the second thing that I learned was that you need to also find your niche. Find out what it is that you're good at. Be your biggest cheerleader and figure out what are you good at and run with it. Give yourself that credit that is due I always give credit where credit is due and people should follow suit and do the same thing. But there's a lot of fucking haters out there. There is. Your friends aren't always going to big you up when you did something good. So get over it. Your family is not always going to be there when you need them. Get over it. Be your biggest support. Find your niche and run with it. 
I feel like with me, my niche was within my education and my field of work. Nobody can tell me shit when it comes to psychology, sociology, criminal justice, or social work, period. And if you want to talk to me, I would love to have a conversation because that is my field. That's what I like to talk about. And that's where I really will go the fuck off. So when I hear all these people on social media talking about this and that and, oh, this person shouldn't have done this because like it grinds my fucking gears because y'all don't understand what you're saying and you sound so ignorant and disgusting. And I feel like if you guys cared that much, then you would have went to school for what I studied, please, because we need a lot of social workers out here. I'm telling you, I'm sorry, I'm getting in my bag, but <laughs> but uh, but you have to give credit where credit is due. And a lot of people don't follow that model, but you don't have to be that type of person. So you be different. Give credit where credit is due because that also ties into the energy that you put into this world. You go ahead and big up the next person that's doing good and watch how many people come and show you your support that you deserve. I'm telling you, this is something that I have learned personally. I'm very new in this podcast game and I'm seeing so much love. It's not even funny. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not coming from the friends and the family that you think it will be. And that's fine. That's totally fine because it starts with your friends and family. But you're going to start to see there's so many other people that is cheering for you. I'm telling y'all. This is, this is stuff that I had to learn firsthand and it has really helped me in knowing my worth and just moving differently and figuring out where I belong in this world. And I, it starts to make a little more sense, especially when you find your niche. Um, your niche could be anything. You could find out that you are the best graphic designer and you start making little outfits and I don't know. What the fuck do graphic designers do? I'm talking about outfits and shit. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. So let's say you are a good artist and you start drawing tattoos and shit. You do that with all the confidence in the world. And you, when it comes to knowing your worth in the tattoo industry, your prices reflect your work. So don't try to geared towards $10 tattoos just to get more people because they're gonna say get cheap <laughs> like where's the quality you want to put yourself up there where you feel like you deserve when it comes to this business shit it's so different I feel like because you want to be accessible to a lot of people but you also want to pick your target and pick the population that you are gearing your work towards you need to have that confidence when you're talking about something that is your shit when it's your niche something that you have an expertise in even if you self-taught yourself you walk like your shit don't stink all right <laughs> because this all comes with knowing your worth when you know your worth you're not gonna sell five dollar tattoos and be drawing big ass tribal prints on people and shit because then you're going to be known as a cheapskate. When, you're, when your tattoos come with value, you're going to get them valued customers. You don't want to dumb yourself down for nobody. Period. Never. I would never do that. 
And it seems like a lot of people get intimidated. You're not going to be for everybody and everybody cannot afford you. Everybody shouldn't even have access to you. So knowing your worth and you walking with that confidence, don't ever try to dumb yourself down. And that leads me into my third point and the third thing that I've learned is be true to yourself. When you are true and authentic with everything that you do, with the work that you put out there, with the words that you say, with how you moving with people, when you're not smiling in people's face and talking shit behind their back, when you are real to the point where people can literally relate to you and know that you are, you're on some real shit and you're sharing some real stories, be true to yourself because the people I'm telling you can point out a fraud. They could point you out and then your value is down. Like people is not going to trust nobody that is not authentic. Like I can, I'm telling you, I could tell somebody that is full of BS. <laughs> like, and then I'm just like, okay, so you just in it for the money. You don't want to be one of those people that they think you in it for the money. <laughs> nah. Mm-mm. As long as you're being true to yourself and you could back up your shit, you're good. Period. Be authentic with everything that you do, whether that's a business that you're trying to run, whether it's just you out here in the real world and you just want to make friends and have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Be true. Don't be trying to flex and try to front for people. For what? I feel like a lot of people be doing that. And when you really get to know them, you wasted time. You wasted so much time. And that's shit that you cannot get back. Every day we're growing up, but we're dying at the same time. I'm sorry. That is so morbid to say, but it is facts. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting my energy on nobody. Period. <laughs> Period. Some people is not woke. But you need to be the one to wake them up. All right? Put yourself on that pedestal, like I said. <laughs> Put yourself on a pedestal, boo. Because if if they're not going to big you up and shout you out, who's going to do it? Do it yourself. I am my number one supporter and my biggest fan. And I have no problem doing that. And there's some people, too. Especially with this podcast shit. There's people that will hit you up mad later. Yo, I've been listening. I just want to say that you're doing a good job. Blah, 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 blah. Like, so why didn't you been tell me that when I was looking for people to give me feedback and shit? Because trust me, I still be waiting for people to tell me, like, if this is good or not. Like, do y'all like what I'm doing here? <laughs> I'm so confused. Like, is this podcast thing really, like, a thing for me? Like, I don't know. But I like it. <laughs> And, you know, it is what it is. I don't know, like, if people is liking it or not. <laughs> because I know, like, I doubt myself sometimes. And we all tend to have doubts about certain shit. And we second guess ourselves. And we don't know if it's a good idea. But just do it. If you follow those three things that I said, knowing your worth, putting that energy out there with your niche that you find, nobody can tell you nothing. They can't because you're going to have that confidence. Everybody is not going to give you that recognition that you want. Your friends, your family, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whoever. They're not going to tell you, yeah, boo, you did a good job that last episode. They're not going to tell you that. If that's what you're waiting for, it's not going to happen. They're not going to say it. And it's okay. 
<laughs> because knowing those three things and believing in yourself, they can't tell you shit. If it, and especially if it's something that you are truly invested in. And like I said, you have to be true to yourself, authentic. If you're doing this shit for money and gains and the wrong reasons, I'm telling you, somebody's going to point you out as a fraud and it's not going to go well. So I just really hope y'all took took those three things into consideration and you know add on to that list let me know if there's more things to add on to that list of just knowing your worth because it's so many avenues of knowing your worth that you can really take this into such a deeper topic <laughs> like for instance so have y'all ever felt like you've been played by a bum <laughs> or somebody tried to play you and you knew that you was doing better than them and you just laugh like nigga the fuck how are you trying to play me and i know that you're a bum like i personally wish somebody that didn't have a car or a job or was begging niggas for money tried to come for me like are you dumb <laughs> like and i feel like it comes with knowing your worth you you know what type of person you are you have to be true to yourself you know your niche already and you already know that energy that you put out into this world so let a bum try to come for me <laughs> never like mm -mm. so i feel like that is a part of knowing your worth you know that you're not settling for nothing the fuck but, you know, there's some girls out here that be settling for the bums. And they may like that, but not me. <laughs> not me. Everybody's going to go through shit, I'm telling you. But you got to be your person. If you don't watch Grey's Anatomy, then you don't know what that means. But you should know what it means because it's very self-explanatory. Be your person. Be the person that... Uh, how do I say this? be your cheerleader like be your biggest fan it, it's and it doesn't come off as cocky if you're not rubbing it in people's face and being arrogant it's different i'm not out here saying my truth talks is the best podcast out there listen to it your shit is dumb i don't listen to that oh y'all y'all listen to those podcast people because mm -mm, my shit is the shit like humble yourself <laughs> please i'm four episodes in i'm chilling i like this shit <laughs> ain't nobody gonna tell me to stop even if they tell me i suck blah 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 i'm still going to do it Minna, stop <laughs> you see me all right but for real i actually oh my gosh i just got my first mean comment the other day and somebody asked me if I was mental. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. I'm a social worker, though. Do you need a therapist? I said something like that. I don't know. But it wasn't really like a mean comment. I would put like air quotes around the word mean because they were just like being mean. But it, I didn't take it anyway. Like it was the topic on Black DL Men. That got a lot of people's blood boiling. And this is what the podcast is here for. For conversations like that. That people don't understand. That people are so biased against. Still homophobic. That don't get it. 
this is why I have this platform for people like him. Because clearly he's so mad that I made an Instagram post that asked if a man has sex with another man, does that make him gay? That was a legit question. And the comments I got under that picture, people's like, what do you think? And I told them, tune into episode three so you could find out my views. I stated them there. The fuck? <laughs> That's how I know that there's a lot of work that needs to get done in this world. If you have so much animosity and just so much hatred and just disgustingness, like you're just mean. <laughs> like, I don't get why people get so worked up when it comes to the LGBTQ community. They're just so in their ways. But this is why I have a lot to work to do. And the world is moving slowly a little bit. You know, we have a lot of big gurus out here that's preaching mental health. It's so good. You guys should seek out a therapist. And this is shit I've been talking about from Bon. <laughs> Not really from Bon, but like basically from like 2012, I've been talking about this shit. I've been in this field for a long time. And now people is woke. Now people want to talk about it. Now people care about mental health and all these issues and the world and society. What did y'all graduate with? What degree did y'all get? Fashion merchandising? Business? Accounting? Y'all didn't care about social work or psychology. Y'all didn't care. The fuck? But it's okay. It's okay that you guys are late. It's okay that you're woke now. It's okay that you have an interest in it. It's okay i'm all here for it but don't go out here preaching and talking all this shit like you know what you're talking about and you don't do some research take some classes you can take some um non-matriculated classes you could take classes that don't require a degree or anything just to teach yourself a little more i actually have a website that you can go on to teach yourself a little bit more about society and sociology and a little psychology <laughs> i got resources boo so if you want that hit me up because i do a lot of self-teaching i teach myself a lot of things i teach myself spanish and i teach myself um some stuff on journalism i don't know that's an interest of mine i like it okay um i'm always researching and doing all this shit so i stumbled across a lot of websites that does teach myself a few things whether it's free or you have to pay money for it but whatever the case may be you want to know something go for it teach yourself whatever it is whatever trade you want to learn do it don't give up on yourself be your biggest cheerleader I hope you guys learned something today. This episode, I feel like went pretty well, <laughs> you know? It's a lot of things that I had to get off my chest about this, but I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, guys, I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.